praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him. Hallelujah. 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 Bless God, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day. Father, we thank you this afternoon for your presence. We thank you, Lord, that you said where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. And that to bless them. Father, we thank you because thou art here. We thank you, Lord, because you're so wonderful and you're so gracious and you're so precious to our souls that we can worship you. Oh, we can adore you this afternoon, Father. We can mightily worship you, Lord. We can lift up our heads and we can lift up our hands. We can lift up our hands and we can enter right into your presence with boldness because the veil of the temple was rent in twain. Oh, we thank you this afternoon, Jesus, that you came. We thank you, Jesus, that you died for us. We thank you, Jesus, that you rose again for us, that we're justified by faith. Oh, we bless you, Father. We thank you, Jesus, and we pray, oh God, that you'll stand among us in your business power and we pray oh god that you'll meet us out such an anointing this afternoon that we shall not be able to contain it oh father in the name of jesus oh do a new thing in every house in every life in every family that is represented here lord do a new thing lord we ask in jesus name i would bind every spirit that would hinder Oh, in the name of Jesus, I would bind every hindering spirit. Oh, in the name of Jesus, I would set you free. Hallelujah. Free to worship him. Free to glorify and magnify the name that is above every name. Oh, in the name of Jesus, every name shall lie. Every field plan. Yes, Jesus has spilled his blood. Thank you, Lord, for that blood. Oh, we thank you, Lord, because you spilled it freely. Oh, hallelujah. Father, this afternoon we pray that we might know the truth that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God.
afternoon they overcame him as Albert has said by the word of their testimony yes. now bless the Lord you know years ago I used to go into a free meeting and there was a pastor there and he would either mouth it out or whisper to me or send somebody else round have you got a word have you got a word and you know, I scratched my head and I thought, well, I thought, well, it's got to be a word from God. Amen. You see, because it's God that sends the word, yes. whatever it is. In fact, Jesus is the living word. And I've been Amen. meditating, you know, upon that old prophet Jeremiah. And you know, for his testimony, and the word of his testimony, as he spake fearless, thus saith the Lord, they threw him in the cell. They put him in the dungeon, in the deepest prison. And you know, the old king Zedekiah, who was backslidden, he sent for him and he says, Is there any word from the Lord? Is there any word from the Lord today? And you know, these words have been gripping me, that one sentence, for about a fortnight. Is there any word from the Lord? Bless God, I believe there is. Because, you see, 
That same Lord, Jesus Christ the Lord, let's give him his full title, Jesus Christ the Lord, not a watered down Jesus, not a Sunday school Jesus, not a Lord, as the always witnesses would have us believe, but Jesus Christ the Lord, that same Lord is sitting upon the throne, yeah. high and lifted up, and he's still in charge. And I'm glad he's in charge. Yeah. Hallelujah. And as they came to the old prophet, he says, I'll tell you what the word of the Lord was. And in those days, it was condemnation because they'd backslidden. They'd gone away from what they were taught. And I believe that, beloved, I believe that this nation in which we live in has gone away from the Lord. But I believe there's a word amongst the remnant of the saints, men and women, whom God is quickening. And we have a word. And it's a word of deliverance. It's a word of release. It's a word of healing. It's a word of unfettering. It's a word of liberty. It's a word of life. In him, John says, he was the life and the life of men. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That same God, even Jesus, was there in the beginning. What happened? He spoke, and the worlds were formed. None of your evolution theories. None of you coming from monkeys. Not all. I didn't come from a little fish or some amoeba in in the sea, or some protoplasm, or some bits of jellyfish. I wouldn't. I would. I don't like the thought that my umpteenth uh, granddad was a little bit of jellyfish. No, no, I don't think that makes even common sense, let alone not scriptural. And they're only theories. But you see, in him was life, and he that life was the light of men. And what we are, beloved, we have a word of life, and we have a word of light. And it's time that word, and it's time that life, the word of liberty was released within the body of Christ. This is what we keep saying. Henry says it, this platform, members who who come of the congregation, we say it and we're encouraging you that the life and the word is in the body of the living Christ. Now listen, he's either our head and he's either in charge of things or he's not. Bless God, I believe he is. He is sovereign. And he's committed unto us, again, a word, not a sermon, not a theological dialogue, not a treatise, but a word of reconciliation. And the time is coming, you know, when we'll be able, even in this dark age, with the anointed, the Spirit of God, to speak a word in due season. And that soul will be liberated. That body will be healed. That evil power will be cast out. That word of life will be brought. Wonderful release and liberty. We are the sons of God. Not maybe, not might be, not perhaps, but we are the sons of the living God. And we have the word of reconciliation. The world, even in Jeremiah's time, had a word of condemnation. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But he is our peace. That word has broken down the middle wall of partition. And I'm confident in my Jesus this afternoon that that same Christ who Hebrews 1 says the worlds were formed by the word of his power. 
not even the power of his word, but the word of his power. He spoke a word, the worlds came into being. Spheres were created, the stars appeared suddenly from nowhere. That's what God is. He's a miracle working God. He can produce something out of nothing. He can get right down into your heart and mind. And he can produce a word of life, a word of liberty, a word of full liberation. Beloved, it's time we got up and recognized our standing that we are the sons of the living God. And God has formed that creative power within us by the Holy Ghost. It's a Holy Ghost church that God's coming for. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost church. A church which is going up, I believe. When Jesus comes, we're going to meet him. We're going to be powerful in the earth. This is not conceit. This is not pride. This is not bantering to self. This is real. From young and old, I believe in this meeting. Those of us that are here this afternoon, let's get it straight. If Jesus is on our side, if God is for us, who can be against us? If that word of Jesus, he is inside us by the power of the Holy Ghost and moving, we have the authority... Not so much to pray our heads off on a situation, but speak to that mountain and say, Thou shalt be removed and to be cast into the middle of the sea. As Albert has said, that's faith in action. Speak into your situation. Speak into your sickness. Speak into your difficult relatives. Speak into the situation. Not in the flesh. Not arguing. Not praying your heads off. Not making this promise and that promise. Oh, to speak to the situation. What did they say about Jesus? Oh, he said, never man speak like this man. Just a word. Just a word. After the resurrection, the woman Mary was moaning and bemoaning her late. She said, they've laid away. My Lord, where is he? And he says, Mary, one word. Oh, beloved, one word needs to liberate you from your fear, from your depression, from your worry, from your anxiety, from your sickness, from the thing that keeps you from praising Jesus in full magnitude and in full flow. It's the word of life, the word of reconciliation. Now are we the sons of God. Religious systems for too long have dangled a proverbial carrot donkey come on come on but I believe Jesus is saying go on go on with the word of reconciliation and the word of power beloved Jesus has made a supreme sovereign investment in his body each one of us that as we recognize our sonship and move out in the power of the Holy Ghost Walls which were seemingly impenetrable will break down. They will break down. It's coming. There's so many Christians that are here and that I meet us at the end of the very tether. They, they're frustrated. They're lonely. They've got hang-ups. They've got condemnation. The people putting the screws on them. They've, the, as it were, the... the those in charge, instead of being overseers and, and loving guardians of the flock, are whipping the flock into submission. But I believe this afternoon, as we are in just submission to him and to right Lord, I want that word of reconciliation. 
God will create in you and I something different, something new, something so real that we can speak to that impossible situation. And it shall go, I believe those days are here, beloved. We're not playing about. We're not just having a little uh, good time. We're not having a little bit of fellowship. We come here to encourage one another and build one another up in the most holy faith as we see the day approach because that same word is going to come and he's going to judge this earth. But I believe before then there's going to be an outpouring of the Spirit of God which is going to be different from every other move of the Holy Ghost because God will not be confined to the programs of man or what man wants. He will be no longer confined, but I believe by the word of our testimony and by the blood of the Lamb, that word which we shall speak, hallelujah. Is there any word from the Lord? I believe there is. And I believe it's a word of encouragement, a word of power, a word of liberty and reconciliation. That word of his power which Paul speaks about, wonderful Jesus, that power that raises the dead, that power that heals sick bodies, not so much in the big men. They've had to pioneer their way, beloved. Not some great preacher who is some lovely orator and the words flow out, you know, like honey. That's not it. We have a word. Even this afternoon, if you're feeling, well, I haven't particularly a testimony. That's part of a word, as Albert has said. You know, get up and give out what's in your heart this afternoon. I want to encourage you. There is a word from the Lord today. There is a word. We're not some kind of beleaguered fortress. We're not some kind of of backwater Christians. We are sons and daughters of the living God. And we recognize our station in Christ. We're seated with Christ in heavenly places looking down upon the situation. Not looking under the circumstances, but looking over and looking down. And we are seated with him. Now that is the word this afternoon. That the Lord Jesus Christ is in supreme control. He is sovereign. He is Lord of all the earth. He's head of the church. He's head of the body. And he's all things to the church as well. Whatever you need this afternoon in your spirit. There is a word of liberation. There's a lot of wounded spirits in the church of God these days. That a lot of discouraged saints, which is a worst tool of the enemy. But I believe this afternoon there is a word of power and of encouragement to each one of us, wherever we are, in our situation, to arise as sons and daughters of the living God and to declare the word once again, thus saith the Lord. Not what we think, not our opinions. It's not our opinions or our sermonizings which will win the day and will liberate souls and heal sick bodies. But it's the word of the living God. The word of the living God. Speak the word only. He said, and my servant shall be healed. It was wonderful this morning as we were just just in the house just to talk to a man who is a, a, a Jew 
by, by ancestry. And we were talking. What were we talking about? We were talking about the news. And what's happening in the Middle East at this time. And the future for God's people. And this man's ears begin to... Uh, began to prick up a brother's witness to him on past occasions and, and it was just wonderful to enter in to this conversation and, and, and to minister to him that that, this, that same Messiah who they think is going to come he has come and he's living in our hearts because he's a living yes. word hallelujah it's the word that delivers it's the word that delivers and if we've got a word this afternoon and I don't mean sermonizings, but a word of liberation and a word of power. Beloved, this is, I believe, is the body ministry, which we've heard down the years from this place, that it's the body ministry, the word. Is there any word? I believe there is, because the word is in your hearts. It's the living word, even Jesus. Bless the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And the Spirit of the Lord said to me, only I see the negative things. We should be looking at the positive things. Only I see the negative things. And it's God. I want you to look at Calvary. I'm not going to preach about anything this afternoon, but here's a, a glaring illustration of what God means. When the enemy thought he got Jesus where he wanted him on the cross of Calvary, God turned night into day, didn't he? And he wrought a wonderful salvation. And we're enjoying that this moment of time, aren't we? Bless the Lord. God did something wonderful. Bless the Lord when he turned a dismal what looked like an apparent failure at Calvary. <clears throat> when the, the people was crying away with this man. Jesus had got his eyes on his father, hadn't he? Bless the Lord. And God took up. What he was, his son was doing, bless the Lord, and he turned it into a wonderful uh, salvation and he opened the way for eternal life for the whosoever this afternoon. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And it's still as firm and as positive today at this moment of time as what it was 2,000 years ago. Amen. God looked at the negative things and he changed them into something positive. And we have got, uh, I don't know whether it's a trait or a habit or what it is, it's human failing, but as soon as things start to go wrong, we start and we look down and we look at the negative things, don't we? And all what we should be doing is looking at the, the positive things. If you just think on that scripture, what I just said, we are more than conquerors. We've got the extra. Amen. We're more than conquerors through him who loved us and gave himself for us. Bless the Lord and God has put us in a wonderful place, hasn't he? Do you think he's mindful of us today? Are you sure? I am. Bless the Lord. And I'm glad that I'm saved, are you? I'm glad that I belong to Jesus, hallelujah, and that I might come to know him in all his fullness, hallelujah. And that was the cry of Paul amidst all his sufferings and his afflictions and that. He kept his eyes and, and he, he said the things that has, has fallen out are for the furtherance of the gospel. Bless the Lord. And he got his eyes on the right things, hallelujah. He got on... Uh, 
you know, bless the Lord, it doesn't matter what Paul come up against and what the disciples, bless the Lord, they kept their eyes on the positive things, <coughs> the eternal things. Amen. The things that are seen are what? Temporal. But the things that are not seen are eternal. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Now I want to encourage you this afternoon to keep your eyes on him. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. We soon get down. I've been there myself, so I know what I'm talking about, you know. Bless the Lord when, you know, sometimes our finances trouble us and sometimes there's other things trouble us. But let's, you know, and the enemy, it gives the enemy an opportunity to magnify him. And he means your molehills into mountains, doesn't he? Bless the Lord, but God takes hold of your stumbling stones and he'll turn them into stepping stones of blessing. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And I thank God for that this afternoon. That Bless the Lord. Keep looking at the positive things. Hallelujah. Keep looking at him. Hallelujah. Who loved us and gave himself for us. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. That's a lesson to me this afternoon. God was speaking to me. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Bless the Lord. We've got enough to concern us for today. Bless the Lord. Now then, come on. Uh, we've got two brothers from Liverpool. Come on. Bless the Lord, that's it. Can I introduce you? Yes, Jim. This is Jim, Jim, Jim. and this and, is... Uh, Carl. 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 Yeah. Right. Carl, is it? That's, yeah. it. that's right. <laughs> now, the... bless the Lord. Well, uh, I'd just like to take up where we left off last night as regards, right. it's a must. <laughs> and uh, I have this evangelical streak in me. And uh, I do believe that once you've come to know Jesus Christ, once he's lifted you out of that place whereby you've been, and he's done something in your life, and, uh, well, he, he's taken you from that pit, and he's put you on the mountaintop. It's at that time that you have a desire to tell other people. And uh, only last week I was in a, in a flat with a, an old couple around about 60 years of age, and uh, I was talking to these two people at this time. I was doing a job in the hall. And uh, I got talking about the son-in-law who had cancer. And uh, nothing could be done for him, seemingly. And at one particular time, he was right down almost to death's door. And then the next day, he picked up. And as I was going out of the home, I just said to the lady, like, I said, well... I've just been to a week's fellowship, and I said, it's a funny thing, I said, because there was a lady there who testified uh, during the week that she came with two lumps in her breast, and that they'd gone during that particular week. And the two people looked at me in, in amazement, and uh, I had this box of tools in my hands at the time, and uh, I was just proclaiming this to them. And I said, probably it's because that they knew Jesus Christ this particular person so again they looked at me and I said uh, well I was in a meeting at one time many many years ago where a man stood up and said it was so simple to receive Jesus Christ that he nearly missed it and uh, whilst I was talking to them I was revealing to them about Jesus and what he did for him on the cross and all this and 
as I was going out, the Lord seemed to say, well, don't just leave it there in mid-air. Just don't leave it there dangling before him. Do something about it. So I put my box of tools down again and just said to him, I said, well, you can receive Jesus Christ any time you want, here if you like. And uh, they looked at one another and they said, well, that would be wonderful. And you have really inspired us and lifted us up with, you, with what you've been saying. So I said, well, would you like to know Jesus Christ? Yes. So we just had a little time of prayer. And afterwards the lady just, well, there was a smile on her face from literally from ear to ear. And uh, I just said, well, you know what's happened, don't you now? And she realized that Jesus Christ had come into her life. Amen. I put in touch with the, a vicar who was spirit-filled. And uh, I'd been phoning him up afterwards, but it seemed that he was on his holidays. But I just believe that once you know Jesus Christ, if you're a follower of, uh, of Liverpool, Everton, or Manchester United, or whoever, you're constantly talking about that situation, that, that particular team. You know every position, you know everybody who's on the books, you know the committee, and that's your conversation each and every day. When you bump into people, you, you're discussing what's gone on. It's your, it's your life, as it were. And I believe that once you've come to know Jesus Christ, Paul said, you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. Amen. You're a new creation. And that creation is proclaiming the one who loved us and died for us and gave himself for us. So my conversation, and I believe uh, when he preachers speak about this, uh, they take every opportunity. Well, I don't believe that for one moment. I make opportunities. I make opportunities. I work a situation around, a conversation around. It could start off in a ridiculous way. But I work it round whereby I can just mention the name of Jesus Christ. Because the only time they ever hear it is in probably a swear word. And now they're hearing it in love. They're hearing it in a way whereby they never know how to do it. And just to finish, this man said, he said, you know, I've been wanting to say them words for so long. And I've never been able to say them. I've never been able to put it like you put it. And they thank me going out. And that's what Jesus Christ can do. And that's our, you know, Jesus did all these miracles as he walked the earth. But I really believe that that was just something on, on, on the way, you know. It was the soul that Jesus was looking for. He came for one thing. He came for that cross. And he set his face as flint to that cross. And that was his one desire, that he came to seek and to save that which was lost. Amen. And on the way, he did the miracles, he did the resurrections, he did all these wonderful things. But his main, his main thing in life, his commission in life, was that cross. Amen. I was expecting this, but uh, it's a pleasure to be here. It's the first time I've been here and... All the friendship and love, oh, it's knockout. And uh, thank the Lord for that, and thank the Lord. And um, I'd just like to say that a couple of weeks ago, I've been a Christian now about a year, about a year and so many months, a few months. And a couple of weeks ago, I was coming to, I felt as if I was backsliding with the Lord, and... Um, I didn't know which way to turn and you know, I was getting really down. I felt the old world was collapsing on me and um went to the Dale's Bible Week and I felt 
that going to that, I had to make a stand somewhere in my life at that particular moment. And um, I was blessed so much at that week, the Dales, that I'm back on top of the world. I, pro I proclaimed the victory again, which, you know, which was on about before. And uh, I feel right with God again now. I just, just praise the Lord for proclaiming that victory again. Really, that's all. That's right, oh, yeah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the
Uh, the other day, uh, a week ago, Gwen uh, and I went out in the car, and I had my very good binoculars that were in the car that I had at sea with me, and they were a beautiful pair of binoculars, and I was quite all right with them, and I put them in the back of the car, and we went and called on a friend. And Gwen said to me, oh, she said, there's the binoculars there in the back of the car. Put them in the boot. Somebody will see them and take them. I said, no, locked up. They're all right. They're perfectly all right. So uh, I went into a friend's house. It was dark when we came home. And I got home, and Gwen said to me, come and look at those birds over there. So I went to get my binoculars next day, and I couldn't find them. Oh dear me, I got very much upset, very annoyed with myself for leaving them in the car and not putting them in the boot. I thought, oh, um, what am I going to do? So I hunted in every room, and I went out in the car, searched the car, went into the garage, looked in there, went all around the place, and I couldn't find them. I said to Gwen, come on, don't do that ironing, stop ironing and look for my binoculars. I want my binoculars. So uh, she looked, various rooms, in the cupboards, no, no car, no binoculars. So I thought, let's get the Bible, let's read the Bible. And then Gwen said, give a little prayer to the Lord. He knows where they are. Go on, get hold of of your Bible, get get on your knees and pray to the Lord. So, Gwen stopped ironing, and I said a little prayer. Oh Lord, please let me find these binoculars. They haven't been stolen, I'm sure. So, I went again. No, nothing happened. Then Gwen stopped reading, uh, stopped ironing, and she went out, went out in the room, and she said, Lord, you know where they are, Lord. Come on, you know where they are, Lord. You're a friend of mine. Come on, praise the Lord. Uh, Tell me where they are. Lead me to them. And by golly, she went into the cupboard, where I looked. I had looked there before. There she was, came back, and I didn't know what to do. Put them over her shoulder. Come walking in the bed. And I praised the Lord, and I went on my knees, and I read this psalm. I thought it was lovely. It just answered the purpose. It really did. Oh, dear, praise the Lord. Thank you. I just want to read this. Psalm 96, I think it was really wonderful. Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Sing unto the Lord, bless his name. Show forth his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the heathen, his wonders among all people. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. All praise and blessing. Praise him. He is to be feared above all gods. 
for all the gods of the nation are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Give unto the Lord, O ye kindreds of the people, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come unto his courts. O worship the Lord in his beauty of holiness. Fear before him all the earth. Say among the heathen that the Lord reigneth. The world shall also be established that it shall not be moved. He shall judge the people righteously. Let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof. Let the field be joyful and all that is therein. Then shall all the trees of the wood rejoice before the Lord. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the people with his truth. Oh, praise the Lord. Bless him, bless him. And thank you, Jesus, for finding my binoculars. God the thanks for this day. Yeah. Amen. Oh, we don't always find the presence of God in the crowds. We found him where the twos and the threes are gathered together. Yeah. There am I in the midst. Oh, is yeah. that true? Yeah. There am I in the midst. Yeah. I've been in that great Royal Albert Hall in London there, right up at the top against the Red Shield Band. And believe me, I never felt the Spirit of God like I felt him here this afternoon. Oh, bless him. Oh, I was crushed away in the corner. But bless the Lord, he found us out this afternoon. Afternoon, didn't he? He sought me. He sought me when I was wandering far away. He brought me, hallelujah, into the fold of God. And you know, as I was coming in the train this morning, there was um, a chorus running through my mind, and I'd been reading the book of Catherine Kuhlman. What a wonderful woman. What a wonderful woman. Oh, Lord, make me like you. But Lord, I pray that thou will make us some more Catherine Kuhlmans. Come on, you women. Get moving by the Spirit of God. Oh, may the Spirit of God move upon us. Oh, I'm not happy unless I feel the presence of God. You know, uh, it surprises me. It surprises me, doesn't you? It comes and it comes in his, in a lovely way, and it warms the inner man. Hallelujah! Oh, it warms you up, and then comes out the lovely praise which he loves. Hallelujah! The angels in heaven can't sing like that because they don't know the value of sins forgiven. Oh, but praise God! I know my value this afternoon of sins being forgiven. Through Jesus shed blood. Hey, through Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. <coughs> yes. Bless Lord, as I was saying when I was coming along in the train, first of all, 
I began to think of some words that, that, that I was reading for the, uh, about Catherine Coleman, the text that she'd use. If the spirit of Jesus that raised up from the dead dwell in you, dwell in you, he will quicken your mortal body. If the spirit dwell in you, oh glory, let's sing it. Come on, let's sing it. I read them, they blessed me. They really did bless me. Yeah. And I thought, I, I, you know, I've heard our brother speak on that same, that same text. If the spirit of Jesus that raised up from the dead dwell in you, yeah. he will quicken. And I thank God I've had that quickening. Yeah. Oh, bless yeah. him. And sometimes I feel slow. But bless the Lord, he quickens you again yeah. by his spirit. Yeah. It's not nice feeling slow, is it? It's not nice being slow. Slow followers. Oh, but when you're quickened, oh, what a difference it makes. Oh, what a difference. You love everybody, don't you? Oh, and you'd give every last penny, wouldn't you? Oh, and you'd give all your love. But praise the Lord, you know. I began to think, yes, Jesus quickened me by that same spirit. And that same spirit dwells in me this afternoon. Oh, I thank God. Oh, I thank him. I couldn't have gone out and bought it. If I'd have had the, if I'd have been a millionaire, I couldn't have bought the liberty, the spirit no, of liberty no, that you've been yeah, speaking about. Yeah. The spirit of freedom and the spirit of power. I couldn't have bought that same spirit. But Jesus gave it. He gave it just like he gave his son. Oh, he gave it. The Holy Ghost promises are yea and amen unto all who will believe. And you know, I, I saw some smoke in a field as I was coming along. And I thought, what's that blue smoke in that field? I thought, I can't see any fire anywhere. I'd seen some... Um, uh, stubble being burned up a field further on and I couldn't see this any blue smoke there and I saw this blue smoke and then I thought well I will find out eventually passed over a hedge and I saw a tractor at a distance coming and I thought ah there was the fire behind it you know that reminded me straight away of when Jesus and when God was on the mound just before he gave the Ten Commandments there came the smoke oh have you been in the smoke or are you in the smoke? Because behind the smoke's yeah. the fire. Yeah. Behind the smoke is the fire. Yeah. And you know, but before the fire, there had to be a cleansing. Oh, we told yeah. Moses had to go to, come on, get washed. Get washed. Get washed. All of you get cleaned Amen. up. <coughs> they had to wash the clothes as well. Yeah. Right. Some people get washed, but don't wash the clothes. 
And it's vice versa. They have clean clothes, but they don't get washed. But praise the Lord, they had to get a cleaning up. They had to get a cleaning up. And thank God, it's good to have a cleaning up in your, in your life. Oh, it's good to have a cleaning up. I thank God when I have to get cleaned up. And he tells you from the mount, doesn't he? He tells you from the mount to get cleaned up. And bless the Lord. And then I, I realized I was following someone. I was following my saviour. I was following, follow, you know that chorus we used to sing when we were kids? Follow, follow, I will follow Jesus. Anywhere, everywhere, I will follow him. Follow, follow, I will follow Jesus. I will follow on. And you know, I began to think of Kathleen Coleman with this, follow, uh, how the Lord had blessed her and she had an individual uh, ministry. She had a, a, a wonderful ministry because she knew the sweet presence of God in her life. And she didn't listen to what men said. And she didn't care what they said either or what women said. She went on because she knew she had someone within her and someone she was following. But you know, I'm glad because there's something in that following there's something in that following. You're following Jesus this afternoon, I trust. Amen. Amen, every one of us. If you're not, get on the pathway of, and follow him. The pathway of duty in, uh, flows the river of God's grace, and that river is flowing this afternoon. God's grace is flowing this afternoon. Grace to help somebody here with that very difficult problem that you may have. And believe me, I don't go through, smooth life, through life smoothly. I have a very big problem at the moment, but God has got it. Amen. Oh, bless him. Yes, he has got it. Not in my own life, but in somebody else's life. And you know, my, my daughter, she, she, she's just recently broken her arm. Uh, but bless the Lord, <clears throat> in the following of Jesus, we're a, is able to use us is able to use us yeah. and you know bless the lord that arm is getting better when you have two children you can't afford to have a broken right arm can you but in the following in the following god enables you to move in the spirit yeah. yes, he, he enables you to move in the spirit and you never know when he's going to give you that extra push and he does, doesn't he? He gives you that extra push when there's a need uh, uh, nearby. <clears throat> and, you know, I thought again of the, uh, uh, the prophet Elijah. Oh, what a wonderful life he had. Oh, wasn't he living so near to God? Are we living near to God? Or are we just coming for a real good time in this meeting? Or in tomorrow's meeting, if God spares us, we might be up beyonder. You never know. I mean, they may have come. You never look at it in such an hour as you think not. He, he, he cometh, doesn't he? <clears throat> we shall neither know the time nor the hour. But bless the Lord, this prophet Elijah, he lived very near to God, very close to God. And so much so, our brother here knows all about it. And our brother here, and probably all of you, you know about it. I'm just reminding you, there are chariots of fire. Oh, we never know when we're going to get one. Oh, we never know when we're going to get one. Oh, glory. Horses of fire. Oh, bless him. Oh, bless him. And you know, Elijah had a, Elisha by his side and Elijah wanted to, Elijah knew that God was going to call him this particular day and Elisha knew also that God was going to call Elisha, Elijah that particular day. And there were 40 men afar off 
as witnesses, you know, watching spies, you know. They'd heard that the prophet Elijah was going to be taken from them that day. And Elijah said, and they wanted to witness it. They wanted either to know that he was or he wasn't. And so they were on the hills there, 40 of them. And you never know, there might be a hundred watching you. There may be a thousand watching me. But bless the Lord. Elisha, he, he, he followed Elijah wherever he went. And Elijah will live so near to God, so close to God, that that was going to be his day. And I'm going to cut this story short, but Elijah said, if you're with me, rather, first of all, Elisha wouldn't leave him. He followed him. Because he went on three different, to three different places, Jordan and somewhere else and somewhere else. And Elijah said... Elijah said, I want you to stay here this day. No, he says, no, I'm, I'm coming with you wherever you go. I'm coming with you wherever you go. I'm coming with you. I will not leave thee. I will not leave thee. And he didn't, but his, Elijah said, if, if you are with me when you see me taken up, he said, then I'll give you what you've asked for, a double portion mm. of the Spirit Amen. of yes. God. A double portion. The mantle of his power did. Elisha was there when that chariot came down. Oh, what a wonderful yeah. sight. Oh, what a wonderful sight to see that beloved man of God, that holy man of God ascending onto the heavens, ascending onto his God and maker, which was so powerful. But this is what I want. He followed him. He followed him. I'm following Jesus. You're following Jesus. What we're following for because we know he's got all we need in our lives and all what our relatives need and friends need. As a church, what we need. Uh, as a person, what we need. And he knows uh, that we, he has all what we need. And so we follow him very, very closely. And what I want to say is this. When Elisha got this double portion of the Spirit, that's what God's got for you. He may have a treble portion for you because Elisha has gone as well, so there's a treble portion now for anybody in this meeting today. A treble portion of the Spirit of God. And Elisha was uh, so blessed. Do you know it was the making of Elisha? Following, Amen. following yes. Elijah. Yes. It was the making of Elisha. Yes. And you know, I trust that it was the making of us in the yes. spiritual world, yes. uh, in the life yes. and in the uh, uh, giving ourselves over to God that yes. he will use us in a very wonderful way. We've been Amen. hearing about being, uh, being set free and, and uh, 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 all those lovely things you told us a few minutes ago. Uh, liberated! Liberated! Oh, it's yeah. something to be liberated, friends. Hey. It is. It's something yeah. to be liberated. And only Jesus can do it. And Elisha there, he, he, he went on after that. And how God used him, that was a thing. Yeah. And he gave him the same power that Elijah had. He went from strength to strength. From the, from the 
lovely vessels there with oil oh uh, all those vessels of oil how the, the Lord put that woman into business as well because she had nothing only one vessel and uh, she, uh, her sons had been uh, were going to be taken from her but um, it, it, she went to Elisha and Elisha was able to meet the need now if anybody comes into your home and asks you for a spiritual blessing whatever can I do are we ready are we prepared to meet the need in these Christians in these people's lives bless the Lord and so uh, uh, he went on from strength to strength and that's yeah. through following the power of God and I trust we shall go on yeah. we shall go on we shall not tire but when we are tiring we shall ask for a double portion of his spirit and more and more yeah. we are more yeah. than conquerors we've been told this afternoon yeah. we're more than conquerors we're living in Jesus hallelujah Amen. go on friends hallelujah now, what's your name? Ivan. Well, has got something to tell us today. Bless the Lord. Thank you. Give him a clap. Anyway, uh, I'm, no. not, I'm not uh, very familiar with public speaking, but... Uh, no, just I'm... tell us in your own simple words what's happened to you at the meeting last night. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's not, this is not public speaking. Yeah, okay. Listen, we, you know, this is just testifying of the goodness of God and what Jesus has done for you yeah. and we can all testify and and uh, what we're doing is we're relating what's happened to us so this is will encourage others yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. well uh, I've been into uh, religion for many many years and I've you know I've been to many sort of meetings and I've never really sort of found what I was searching for uh, and I, I really didn't quite know exactly what it was. But um, <clears throat> gradually, over the years, I came to understand what it was. And uh, uh, it was spoken about last night. Uh, this is my second meeting, a uh, second time at such meetings as these. I heard about them uh, many years down in, ago down in Exeter. Uh, met a chap there who told me about Henry. and. Uh, uh, I read the paper used, used to print uh, a newspaper in those days. They don't, I don't think they have it now, but I read the paper and I was sort of uh, in a uh, in a strait. I didn't know what what to think of it because uh, uh, you know at the meetings people uh, let themselves go in all manners of uh, praise and things. But I got a kind of background of the Quakers, you know. They don't know about Quakers, they have a silent worship. And they sit down and wait upon God. But of course they don't get the spirit because, uh, as I was saying, what I was seeking for, they don't have. And they don't even know that such a thing must be had. Uh, and that is, of course, you must be born again. So, uh, you can, uh, in no wise can you enter into the kingdom of God unless you be born again. Uh, the, this is not understood or even spoken of amongst the Quakers or the Society of Friends uh, and much, much, uh, most of the other religions. And uh, anyway, um, uh, I, 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 I've gradually come to understand that the vital thing is, is, is to be born again. And, uh, and I uh, and experience a change a change within yourself and uh, 
I'd never really found this, but uh, here last night, uh, I was uh, at the back there and uh, suddenly my heart was broken within me, it was torn asunder, so that I, um, I had to come forward and fall on my knees before the Lord and seek His mercy. And then I, I knew then uh, what it is to have a, a broken heart and uh, realize uh, that you must have the Jesus and uh, come into your life and melt your heart. A broken and a contrite heart is the offering acceptable to God. And uh, my heart was truly broken. And I was exceedingly blessed, and uh, I wish to testify that uh, amongst all the people I've been amongst, I've never had such an experience as I've had in uh, these meetings where, where people here are praising God in the Spirit. I didn't quite understand what Spirit was, uh, but I gradually came to discern it, and God is a... Uh, a spirit but uh, at the same time John says God is love so that when you find a sincere love amongst the people you know the spirit is there because the love and the spirit are one and the same thing so, and uh, I, I wish to uh, acknowledge that amongst the friends here all you people are uh, you really have uh, this warm love and uh, relationship which you don't find uh, anywhere else you know. and uh, I, it's, I couldn't get up here, I was in Exeter, I was too far away but uh, according to the Lord's mercy things happened so that I was brought up to Cambridgeshire to Huntingdon and suddenly and there I met a chap who knew about the Henry meetings and I told him I knew about them too. And he had been here quite a few times. And he, uh, I told him about how I'd heard about them. And he said, well, we're going up there. We've got a car and we're going up there. Would you like to come? And uh, we came and this was about a fortnight ago. An amazing thing was that at that time there was no meeting on. And I was exceedingly disappointed and uh, so, so were we all actually so we returned very disappointed however uh, I determined when I saw the notice out there I determined that I would come here alone anyway if, if no one else could come with me so I came I came and as you see I was here yesterday and uh, I was this was a help from God in that I'd already been shown the way. I was brought by car, brought right up to the place, and got a, a, a feeling of the atmosphere of it, even from outside. I got the feeling of the atmosphere of the place, and I, and I knew that I must come, I must come here uh, at the bank holiday weekend because uh, that's the, the time was spoken of on the on the notice board, and so I determined to come. And uh, my other friends, uh, they were engaged, otherwise engaged. 
So I, I had to come alone, so I did come alone. And thanks be to the Lord. Uh, I've been greatly blessed. And uh, I wish to testify that uh, what, what I first heard about Henry's meetings and about, about the loud praising and all this and that, I was a bit put off because I, I had a Quaker background. But amazing thing, thing happened when I was down in Exeter, I came across a book. I say I came across, but this is the Lord's work. He, he gave it to me, he set it before me. And this book was the story of Billy Bray. I don't know how many have read it, but it, it's a fantastic story. And uh, Billy Bray was like Henry. He sought uh, deliverance and he got it. And uh, his heart was broken and he was filled with joy and gladness. And he, then he le leapt up and he praised God and he was full of joy and gladness. And then he was a new person. He was changed. And uh, he preached at many... He used to belong, go amongst Brianite Christians. Well, those were called thus because they were Bible Christians. They held to the Bible. Uh, and they didn't go much for preachers and, and uh, vicars and uh, that sort of thing. They, were, they used to have their meetings which are rather like these. And they held to the Bible. And uh, he, went, he, he joined with them, Billy Bray. And he began to be filled with the spirit and dance and sing and clap. And it gradually radiated from him to the others. And these meetings were like glory meetings. And they were way back, long before Henry. But they were just the same. And he, uh, his, his experience and his filling with the spirit of love spread amongst the people he was with. And so that they became to be known as a noisy people, and people didn't, uh, the ordinary uh, C of E's and Anglicans and all looked down upon them and condemned them. And they said, these people are cranks, they're crazy, and this, that, and the other. Anyway, uh, uh, he pr they prospered just the same, because people were coming and joining them and being born, born again and converted. and. Uh, also, they were also clapping and dancing and singing and praising the Lord. And it spread, and it gradually spread around so that even vicars in their churches were being converted. And it's a tremendous story. And it was because of that story that I realized that I'd been bound by my Quaker background and the meetings of silence and all this so that I couldn't enter in to this, uh, this manner of praising and thanking the Lord for what he's done, uh, until, as I say, I came here last night, and then uh, my heart was broken, and uh, I could feel the presence of love, which is, of course, is the Spirit of God, and I was filled with it, and uh, this is my testimony. I wish to testify to you that Henry has been a great blessing for, these pe uh, for this country for oh, about 40 years now, and I didn't really know much about it, but... Uh, his, move, his, his ministry has now uh, spread amongst many churches and uh, uh, there's a chap called Don Double, he's a, gr a great evangelist. Who, uh, he, he, he was a chap who I was baptized uh, in water in a pond, in French ponds by him. But at that day, this was about 15 and 16 years ago, uh, he was rather dead. and. Uh, he had nothing, you know, uh, nothing really to, to give forth to people. Well, recently, 
I had some friends in St. Ives who had been to a um, Don Double meeting. And he's got a huge crusade tent now. And uh, he gets a tremendous amount of people there. And I, I met a young girl and she was telling me how she was blessed there. And uh, my ears pricked up and she began to tell me about what was happening there. I said, that's a bit odd. I said, I remember him when he first started about 15 years ago. And he had, he had nothing really. He had just a small van and he was going around preaching, but he had no, nothing really to offer to people. And uh, from what I hear, actually what's going on amongst them now is nothing else but Henry's glory meeting. And uh, th this is what's happening there. And this young girl said they were blessed and they were singing and spirits dancing and all the rest of it. Now th this is, you see, as I say, this is the work of Henry's work. Now he's old now, it's time for him to sit back and take it easy and uh, <laughs> no I mean uh, he can't travel so far now uh, anyway it's time for him to, uh, to sit back and rest a bit because his, his work has already impregnated many movements all over the country and I dare say all over the world where people are, are being liberated and uh, taking Jesus and, uh, at his word and uh, acting upon faith and uh, praising the Lord and, and being born again and this is going on and actually demonstrating their feelings, letting them go and demonstrating them as they're moved by love or as you say, the spirit, demonstrating and letting go their praise to God. Uh, I don't want to say much more, I think, I don't know if that's a very good testimony but... God, God has given you, you've had a real born again experience. Amen. Amen. Listen, I tell you one thing that uh, we do here, we like to praise the Lord. You already Amen. understand that, yeah? Now he's given you a garment of praise. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. And we're going to praise the Lord. Now I want you to ask all the people to raise their hands and praise the Lord. Now you're leading the meeting, now then you show them how to do it. To raise your hands and praise the Lord. Now, come on. Brothers and sisters, raise your hands and praise the Lord. Hallelujah! Praise his holy name. He died for us and saved us. Hallelujah! 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 Praise him! Praise him! Praise him! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless thy holy name, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for thy wonderful love, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Praise thy holy name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise thy holy name, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise be thy name, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise thy Lord. Praise thy holy name, Lord. I've been blessed. Henry had a little book, and he cherished his book. It's called Dynamite. And he'd laid it aside for somebody. And I spoke to him last night, and he felt being sort of led to give me the book, but he didn't give it to me there. Uh, but I went to his house today to thank him for what happened last night. And while I was there, 
he just broke down. He said, I've got this book, this book, the dynamite. He said, I was keeping it for a, a friend. He said, but he's more progress than you are. He said, I'm giving you this book. And uh, I just got to give it to you. And, and he gave me this book. And he wrote in there his name and my name with his love and put on his little symbols, you know. Yes, he stuck them all over it and he gave it to me and he, and he laid his hands on me and he prayed for me. I was very blessed. There's power in praising the Lord. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I, I find prayers answering. Praise the Lord. Lord and thank him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Put something in, brother. Sow some seed of praise and that. And that. And uh, he'll multiply it and uh, it'll come back to you hundredfold. Everything that God has done, he multiplies. Glory. Glory. Amen. Amen. And he's multiplied. Bless the Lord. His word. And it flows. Hallelujah. And it's reached you. Yes, it's Amen. got to me, it's broken my heart and Amen. filled me with joy. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Lorraine, that's... Well, um, I don't know if you, most of you be at Spanish, but um, I really got set free. I mean, I've been set for a year now, but uh, at Spanish, I got set free. And, um, well, since then, I've really been moving on in the Lord and... Uh, you know, oh, I don't know. I'm just so excited about it, really. I've got so many things I want to say, but I don't know what to say, really. Um, there's a lot of things been been happening to me, things that I don't understand myself, but I know that the Lord's got in control with them, and, uh, and I thank him for the things he does for me, even though I don't always appreciate it at the time. And... Uh, the way he shows me things, um, I mean, Jill, Jill's been at my house this week, and um, we've had our ups and downs, and, um, but through them, you know, it, the Lord's really come through, and uh, he's really blessed us both through it, um, and uh, I just thank him for the way that he moves, you know, and... Uh, one of the things that stands out from these meetings that we've been in this last couple of days is the wonderful goodness and perfection of our God. When he designed the heavens and the earth and he stretched out everything that is, he never made a mistake. There's no waste paper basket in a corner room in heaven no. where the scrap plans of the earth or of the stars or the sun or the moon, you won't find any scrap in waste paper baskets in heaven. There's no Mark 1, Mark 1, 2 plans that have been thrown away. And you won't find a scrap heap in heaven. The Lord has no failures. Whatever we may do, as a sign of our imperfections, everywhere you find dustbins, 
you find scrap heaps. You find people being made redundant. But praise God, when you give your life to Jesus, you're giving your hand, you're giving your life into the hands of perfection. And you will never be scrapped as long as you live. There's a lovely scripture which says, even unto gray hairs will I bear you. You know, you don't have to fear redundancy. You don't have to fear the pension going bust. You don't have to fear the government going bust. The Lord your God is bearing you even unto gray hairs. Praise God, I've got a few and he's bearing me. Isn't that wonderful? There's a lovely soul over there with gray hairs and the Lord's bearing him. Have you got a few? Praise the Lord. This is really glorious that we know we're in safety and in peace in the hands of a perfect designer. The real glory of the Lord is the perfection of his handiwork. And when you come broken and sorrowful, weighed down with this world's imperfections where your heart's been broken because you've been cast out of a job after years of service and there's nothing for you. Praise God, when you turn to Jesus, you know you are not on the scrap heap. Isn't it wonderful? Isn't it glorious? Because when he puts a new song in your heart, when he comes and quickens you, as we've heard our dear sister say, he quickens you with his spirit. You become radiant. And when you become radiant, you become a light. And the world is looking for light. And when the world sees the light, it wants you. It's astonishing, really, that we redundant old stages, the Lord can find something for us. Something where we were actually wanted, more than we were ever wanted in the days of our strength and the days of our youth. The Lord finds a use for us. The other day I put in for another job. (laughs) I've been redundant, praise God, but I've never been without work. But I just felt I should put in for a job, one of those big splurge adverts in the paper. Me, at my age, I bunged in for it. And you know... When I phoned them up and said, do you want man or woman? They said, well, we've got both. You can't lose. Fill in the form. I'll send you one. So she sent me a form and I filled it in. And it was a mile-long form. There was three pages of it. And I was so indignant after filling in three pages of form because the top line said, name, age. And I could imagine the world's reaction. Pick it up, look at it, waste paper basket. And so I said, Lord, you've got to stop this. You've got to make them read it through from beginning to end. I don't care. I spent half an hour writing this thing out, Lord, so make them read it through. I didn't stop to think how he would do it, and I didn't stop to think how I would know if he did it. But we took it along and popped it through their letterbox on the Saturday on the way to visit Kate's relatives. (laughs) On the Tuesday, the boss rang up. The boss said, we've had a stack so high of applications for this job. And my first reaction was when he told me, well, why tell me? You know, why tell me? But he went on to say, there is another job that we didn't advertise in the paper. It's going at the same time, same hours, same money. If you're interested, we'll consider you for it. The implication was, I mightn't stand any chance on the first job. The stack was that high. But I might stand a good chance on the second one. And this is the hand of the Lord, because we had been offering this thing up to the Lord on the way. And so he said, I'm not in again until Thursday. If your husband's interested, let him ring me up. So I rang him up on the Thursday, and I thought, well, you know, I'm one of thousands. But he just said, when can you come for interview? Uh 
So we committed the interview to the Lord and we went along. And you know we had a glory time. We had a real glory time. I spent an hour and a quarter on that interview. He took me around, he showed me everything, he introduced me to everybody and he was almost begging me to take the job. Me, at my age, on the scrap heap, virtually, redundant age, another one like him, with both scrap heap material, but praise the Lord, they were almost begging me to take the job. He was sort of saying, you're, you're, you're overqualified for this job, and he was looking anxiously at me and thinking, well, will he refuse it? Will he refuse it? I could see it in his face. And then when I said, well, I'm satisfied, I'm happy, I'm not in the rat race anymore, praise God, I love you and I love your job, <laughs> virtually that sort of thing. And he was very, very relieved. He said something I've never heard in my life before at an interview or any other time in my working life. He said, I'm so glad you filled in your entry form. I'm so glad you filled it in. Only God can make a man say that yes. to give you a conviction down here that you're actually wanted. And that's what it's been like at the job since I've been there two months. And praise God, it's been almost a honeymoon experience all the way. I've never known this. Everybody seems to like me. And something that my mate, whom I'm working with, said to me, he said, you know, I can't understand it. I reckon the boss's office, I reckon the boss's office rocker, something's happening. Because he said, when he came and introduced you to me, that wasn't enough for him. After you'd gone home, he came back to me and said, he's a wonderful man. He's a lovely man. You're going to love him. It's marvelous. He said it five times. He came and rubbed it into me, he said. And I got to thinking, I got to thinking, well, what's this bloke like that I've got coming to work with me? And you know, <laughs> we work together like that, praise the Lord. It's absolutely marvelous. I've never been in an experience like it. When you can trust the Lord, when you give your life over to the Lord and you don't care what happens, that's when he takes you and he makes you and he does something with you. You can be 90, you can be 101 and he'll still do something with you. It's absolutely wonderful. When you're in the hands of the potter, you can't go wrong because there's nothing in that scripture which says he, he marred it, yeah. took a look at it and kicked it and busted it and chucked it on the scrap heap. No, it says he remade it. He yeah. reshaped yeah. it. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. It yeah. reshapes you. Yeah. Puts a smile on your face where you never yeah. had one. <laughs> Puts a song in your heart where you never had one. And it can even control your filthy temper because he's gradually doing it with mine a bit at a time. But praise God. I have no fear of the future. I have no fear of tomorrow. And it doesn't matter to me in one sense. I'd be sorry to see it, but it doesn't matter to me if the Bank of England goes bust. Because the silver and the gold is in his hands. You know, when you read the newspapers and you read about poor Mexico, have you been reading about Mexico's state of economy? They're in a terrible state. They don't know whether they're coming or going. The people are rushing out over the border into the States to try and get a job or, or earn some money. There's nothing in the country for them. Our God will never go bust. No. No. The bank of heaven can never be broken. There's no inflation up there. No. You get full value all the time. And when Jesus feeds you, Praise the Lord, you're truly fed. Amen. When the Lord takes you up and brings you to a meeting like this, he puts you in a place where even if they give you drop dead cake, you come up bouncing. <laughs> hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> you know, hallelujah. 
you know, we've never been so well fed in our lives as when we come up here. We descend on glory, folk, and they can't give you enough. It's the hand of the Lord doing it. You know, it's wonderful. <laughs> anyway, bless you. It's lovely to be with you. I wonder. Mm, well, I'm afraid Laurie outshines me as regards um, <laughs> saying apt things, but I will endorse that we wouldn't have missed coming up for anything. It's just wonderful to be with people who praise the Lord as you do, and uh, we get sort of carried up into it as well. It's quite true that um, uh, if you're with people um, who are like-minded, that you get encouragement, whereas um, if you go to sort of conventional um, meetings, you tend to uh, go that way as well. You can be influenced pulled away from from the freedom but uh, I just thank the Lord that he is moving in our lives all the time non-stop and we can just trust him with everything Amen. hallelujah and I want to thank every one of you for coming along bless the Lord and we do love you I want you to pray for these meetings that God will pour out of his spirit yes, and that his anointing Bless the Lord in a mighty way. Yes, Hallelujah. That, and we shall be strong and do exploits in his name. Amen. This is what we're here for. Bless the Lord. Not to just tittle people's ears, but to do the business of God. Bless the Lord and to be in his will and purpose. So we want to thank you all once again. Bless the Lord. Don't forget a cup of tea for everyone. And uh, the Lord bless you real good. Oh,